0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back for a new episode of Be Well with Stuff, the podcast. I am sitting here today with my friend, Tina, which is really exciting because Tina may actually be, I was thinking about this earlier, one of the longest active friends that I have. Um, Tina and I met in high school where we worked at the same coffee shop. It was my first job, and we worked together for a few years there. Um, lost touch, reconnected... Uh, couple years ago, really. Um, and I am here to share her with you because she's a new vegan.
1: Yay! And today's, uh,
0: today's your two-month anniversary, right? Two months, yep. Congratulations. Thank you. Did you think
1: you would make it to here? Yeah, I think I did. Yeah. Um, you know what? I didn't really put too much thought into it when mm-hmm. I did it. I was just like, this has got to happen right now. Yeah. So... Sometimes it's nice to not look too far ahead. Yeah. Just like take it a day at a time. Exactly. So we're going
0: to chat with you a little bit today about um, what Tina's journey as a new vegan has been like so far, some of the like health changes that she's made. And maybe if any of you listening have been considering a vegan diet or a plant-based diet or just making some healthy changes to the way that you eat, um, we're hoping that this episode gives you a little nudge It helps you to feel inspired and confident that you can do it too. All right. So before we dive in, will you tell us a little bit about you and like what your life is like?
1: Ooh. Okay. So that's a loaded question, but, (laughs) um, I'll start off. I'm a small business owner. I I own a small bookstore. Mm -hmm. We're online only right now, but look out for us hopefully soon in a real space. Um, I'm a project manager. I work in higher education and it, uh, I'm a new mom to a 12 year old boy that I just became a mom too, which is fun. And then uh, I'm a new vegan. Yay. Yay. <laughs> and that's you in a nutshell, that's right? That's me in a nutshell. Yeah. Dog lover. I don't know what else mm-hmm. to say. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure more will
0: come out as we go, especially about preferences and things. Those always tend to oh, yeah. roll out. So um, I wanted to have you, like I said, because it's been that two anniversary. Um, can you share with us a little bit about why you decided to try to adopt a vegan diet?
1: Yeah. So I was dabbling in the vegan diet for like the last two years. I went through your group coaching and I found that to be really helpful. And I went like vegan for a month and then vegan for a couple weeks. And then I would fall off the wagon, so Mm -hmm. to speak. Mm -hmm. Um, and then in May I had this like, well, the reason I had started trying the vegan diet in the first place was because my doctor said I had high cholesterol. Mm -hmm. So then in May, one night I woke up and genuinely thought I was having a heart attack, it scared me. I went to the hospital. It was not a heart attack. It was costochondritis, which is like the inflammation of your cartilage in your rib cage or something. It's nothing to do with your heart. Mm -hmm. But it scared me. And then on July 14th, I texted you. I watched Cowspiracy for no good reason. (laughs) I was just like chilling on my couch and was like, oh, you know what would be good? a really depressing documentary. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I watched it and I was shook. I feel like I was just texting you the whole time mm-hmm. being like, I can't believe this. Don't watch this. It, it Oh like, yeah, I still haven't <laughs> watched it. And it's
0: been you years, right? Five years yeah. for me. And I'm like, I can't watch it because I already
1: know how I feel about the situation yeah. and I don't want to feel sadder. It, it changed everything for me. Mm-hmm. Like I've watched What the Health. I've watched um, mm-hmm. like all of the other documentaries, mm-hmm. but this one, I don't know why mm-hmm. it just like struck me in my soul. And I was like, I, I can never mm-hmm. go back. This is bananas. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it was the whole learning about the animals and how they're treated. And it wasn't anything that I didn't already know, mm-hmm. but just the way they presented it, it was mind blowing to me. Yeah,
0: I think um, every new vegan has like their own access point. Right. And some people are um, it was a health concern first and everything else followed. It was an animal activism angle and everything else followed. I know vegans where it's an environmental angle for them first and foremost, you know, and everything else follows after that. I think everybody, just like when we enter our, our health from our own perspective, you know, we can enter other um, lifestyle or ethical choices from our own you know, entry point.
1: Yeah. And yeah. I, I was vegetarian for like five and a half mm-hmm. years in college just for the environment. Mm-hmm. So
0: that's what I was going to ask you too. I'm like, we didn't, weren't you vegetarian for I a while? Was a long yeah. time.
1: And mm-hmm. then it like kind of fell off. Um, and I just, I felt like I would dabble once in a while, go back and forth. Mm-hmm. I was gluten free. Mm-hmm. I did all the, I never did keto. Thank goodness. Mm-hmm. But I did a lot of crazy diets. I did Weight Watchers. I did Noom. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like before I came to you for like nutrition coaching. I was Mm -hmm. just kind of all over the board. So, Mm -hmm. yeah.
0: Yeah. There's a lot of things to try. Right. And a lot of it's really convincing. So you're looking for a solution. I think a lot of people go through that like cycle of trying because you have your best interests at heart. Like everybody approaches all of those diet programs from a place of I am trying to improve myself. Right. I'm trying to reach a goal. So that choice always comes from like a place of love. Right. We're trying. Yeah. But. It's hard when we try and
1: try different things, yeah, and you're hungry all the time that makes it
0: hard <laughs> it make it hard so um, since the you know the last couple of months, have you experienced any struggles?
1: Yes, so my biggest struggle, I would say, is with people uh, not accepting me as a vegan, mm-hmm. so like family friends taking it very personally, like, mm-hmm. I made this food for you. Why won't you eat it? Mm-hmm. or the opposite where it's someone I don't know at all. For example, I went to a conference in DC and I sent you those <laughs> pictures. I can send those to you for you to include. Yes, these, please these do. Notes, Cause it's wild. I, uh, was at a catered dinner and they gave me a green pepper stuffed with lentils and a side of hot tomatoes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what is this? Yeah. Like, why are you feeding me this when spaghetti exists? <laughs> <laughs> there's just so much confusion, right? It was, so much confusion. It was awful. Yeah. But I mean, I was at that conference for like three days and all I could eat for breakfast was overly seasoned potatoes and like honeydew melon. Mm-hmm. It was not great. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that was another challenge. And then I feel like the biggest challenge that I've faced so far, and it's, it's kind of weird, is that suddenly everyone is a nutritionist so as soon as I'm like hey I'm vegan they were like but you're protein and I was like um (laughs) beans tofu tempeh like there's so many options out
0: there yes um yeah that's so funny you say like suddenly everyone's a nutritionist it's so true right so true and it's like you want to say yeah but look at all the vegetables I'm eating. Remember when I was a kid and you told me to eat my veggies? Look at all of them now.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh. That was like Mm -hmm. my mom's biggest concern. How are you going to get your protein? How, what about don't eat too much pasta or you'll get fat? Like what? Yeah. Well, so many misunderstandings,
0: right? There's so many misunderstandings and it all again comes from a place of love. People are genuinely concerned all of a sudden, like, oh my gosh, but something's going to be nutritionally wrong with you. You're going to be deficient, right? They're worried.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, when I told my own doctor that I was considering the whole food plant based diet, she was like, "Well, you know, I would rather see you go keto or take some, I don't know, fish oil." And I was like, "Girl, no, that's disgusting."
0: <laughs> it, it's 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 really been fascinating for me over the past few years, but I have friends even that are doctors who will say. It's true. People need to come to nutritionists and dietitians because we are not trained in nutrition, right? We're trained in reactive medicine. We're trained in medication. We're trained in emergency situations and and that sort of thing, not necessarily trained in the benefits of different foods for our bodies or how to even eat nutritionally balanced meals. There's also the like habit creation portion of it, right? Where we might get advice, even like eat more vegetables or eat fewer carbs, but how? Right. How to implement those things is like really tricky.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. Has, was, has any of it gotten easier? Oh, yeah. it's It's been a lot easier. I feel like it hasn't been a huge shift for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, again, because I was like dabbling for the better part of two years. But, mm-hmm. you know, there's so many great substitutions out there where if I'm like, oh, I could really go for, I don't know, a chicken finger wrap. Mm-hmm. I can just make one using like baked chicken and mm-hmm. that Dia blue cheese. It's Mm -hmm. so good. And I don't crave anything after Mm -hmm.
0: that. Yeah. I think that's the thing too, is people will say things like, well, you know, a a fake chicken nugget isn't a healthy food. No one's sitting around here claiming that it's a healthy food. (laughs) We're claiming that it helps to curb cravings by giving your body something satisfying. We're craving that we're craving. We're saying that it does contain nutrients. It still does have protein in it. That's a nutrient. And that's where calories are coming from in that food. And just like we wouldn't recommend that someone eat a regular chicken finger wrap every day either. We're not sitting around eating vegan
1: chicken finger wraps every day. Exactly. Either, right. And I always think that's funny because people don't think twice when you're like, oh, I'm, you know, if, if I was eating meat and I was eating a burger or chicken fingers, they would be like, that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. But the minute it's like fake meat, it's an issue. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think it's just like a perception issue.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's. Uh, people being afraid sometimes of things that we haven't experienced or don't fully understand. Yeah. So if you don't understand what that chicken nugget is made out of, it looks scary. If you are able to break down the fact that it's made out of pea protein most of the time, which is the pea protein isolate is the same thing that's in your protein powder, a pea protein isolate. And in a protein powder, it feels acceptable. When we form it into a little ball and bake it, it feels unknown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's wild, yeah, so there's a lot of understanding to happen over time as we try new things per usual. Mm-hmm. Um, so have you noticed any improvement? You said at first you you know you were worried about your heart, you were worried about your health, and you talked to your doctor. Has anything improved?
1: Um, I've lost weight like about twelve pounds, but that's been like a gradual weight loss mm-hmm. since March. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't like I became vegan, and it just dropped off it, it I feel like I've lost more weight since I've become vegan. Mm -hmm. It's been like easier, Mm -hmm. but I have by no means increased my exercise. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's definitely (laughs) eating better. Um, And then I'm less bloated. Mm -hmm. Like, I just don't feel like I've got that like bloated tummy feel Mm -hmm. anymore, Mm -hmm. which is great. And my digestion is so much better. Did you...
0: This is, it's a personal question. I didn't prepare you for, but did you go through that phase of your digestion feeling worse at first? Oh yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> I think we need to talk about that because we all all, all plant based people will say my digestion is so much better, and I think we forget sometimes to tell people that like for the first three weeks you it feels like it might be worse.
1: Oh yeah, I was definitely like I'm very gassy, but right. I don't know how, like how do you say that to people? Like, right. My uptake in cruciferous vegetables, it's a mm-hmm. real thing. Mm-hmm. And your body needs time to adjust to those cruciferous
0: vegetables, to the fiber that you're consuming. You'll be con- on a vegan or plant-based diet. You're usually consuming way more fiber than you were before. Yeah. It takes time to adjust. So I'll have people or, uh, clients or friends say, well, I, I ate a lot of beans and I can't eat beans. My body doesn't like beans. Some people that could be true. Your body can respond to beans. Somebody's body can respond to soy. Somebody's bodies can, uh, you know, respond to gluten. Absolutely. So I don't want to discredit anybody listening if that's a real condition to you. For most of us, it's just that our body hasn't adjusted to what it's supposed to do with that increase yet. So somebody will say, I'm going to go plant-based. I've eaten my cup of beans today. Oh, my gosh, my stomach hurts. That doesn't work for me, right? So instead, we want to kind of do that more systematically, Um maybe eating a tablespoon or two of beans and then a quarter cup for a week and then a half a cup for a week and trusting the fact that your body is going to know how to process it because it's actually the amount it's supposed to be eating.
1: Yeah, like starting off with smaller increments and building up Mm -hmm. is key because I think the first couple of times I was like dabbling in veganism, I was flying headlong into it. I was like, full vegan, nothing else, like let's go. And I mean, I basically flipped the switch this time, but I had the knowledge mm-hmm. that I didn't have previously, which mm-hmm. was really important.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. It's part, we say all the time, it's education, it's mindset, and then it's habit building. Yeah. Right. So you have to, don't be afraid to ask questions, to talk to me, to send me a DM, to do a little Googling. How much fiber is it? How to increase my fiber, right? Everything that you need to know is googleable. Yeah. That's from the education perspective, right? From the mindset perspective, you might need a friend to talk to or a coach to talk to. From the habit-building perspective, same kind of thing, right? So we may know I need to increase fiber. I need to increase fiber gradually. Talking to somebody about how to do that in a systematic way through your meals throughout the week could be helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so was my next question for you. So, oh. So your health has improved. You definitely feel like you've lost some weight, lost some bloating, digestion
1: I'm sort of thing. Getting blood work done next week, so I'll let you know how that turns Ooh. out. But I am fully anticipating my cholesterol is like down mm-hmm. um, because I haven't had meat or dairy in two months. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I feel like I would be very shocked it wasn't.
0: Mm-hmm. I feel like, I don't know if you notice this or if it's my perception, but I think that your energy level is a little different. I think that your vibrancy is a little different.
1: Yeah. I am definitely got more energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. which means mean we're not tired. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always tired, but, but it's a different kind of tired now. Yes, absolutely. Um, has anything else changed since being vegan in your life? You know, I've become a lot more aware of like where, stuff comes from. So like I switched all my makeup Mm -hmm. to vegan makeup, all my skincare. I'm in the process of switching over to vegan Mm -hmm. skincare. Um, you know, I still have things left over that like my purses that I bought from a, I don't know. I have a leather backpack Mm -hmm. that I bought from a secondhand shop. Like Mm -hmm. I'm not going to get rid of it because I'm vegan now. I just have it, Mm -hmm. but I'm not going to go out and purchase more leather products because now I know What's behind that? Mm -hmm. So I think I've become a lot more aware of, like, how my personal actions affect the world at large. Um, You know, it's just, like, uh, I feel like I have a lot more empathy for the animals. Mm -hmm. Just I don't know. That Cowspiracy documentary, it shook me. (laughs) I can't even, like... When I, I feel like I texted you and I was like, have you ever heard of bone char? And you're like, oh, girl, you <laughs> have opened a Pandora's box. Yeah, like, here, we here we go. Welcome. Here we go. Here
0: we go. I know. And I think you are totally right. That's kind of how I did it and how I still do it with changing products over as I ran out of them. So, yep. right. I ran out of a face wash. Let's research which ones I feel comfortable using. I'm out of shampoo. We'll see what comes next. And the same thing with the clothes. I, I have a few pairs of leather cowboy boots and I love them and I've had them for a decade. Yeah. I'm not getting rid of them because they're made out of leather. Mm-hmm. I think that would be a little bit, from my perspective, it would feel disrespectful to toss something yeah. that did have it's a life fun. behind it, right? And it's wasteful and it's not environmentally friendly. It's not budget friendly, all those things. I'm going to wear those out for as long as possible. I won't buy more. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I won't buy more. I would I'll buy more hand. secondhand. I've thought about this a lot. Yeah. And same idea is that products already – if I were to go to AmVets or go to a consignment shop and find a pair there, my buying something – I still I still don't, like, gravitate toward it, toward it but I don't think I would feel um, morally opposed to it. Okay. Because it's already – it's not um, – where how's my going to phrase this? It's not directly supporting the manufacturer who made that product. It's supporting the smaller or secondhand business yeah. that is selling it to make money. And anybody who's selling things resale like that, they are like, you know, small businesses or people like the goodwill. You know, that's where the money's going to. Exactly. Exist.
1: I do most of my secondhand shopping at the walk-in closet in East Aurora. Mm-hmm. And they have a lot of great stuff. Mm-hmm. And I know I'm supporting a small business, which is like my peanut butter and jelly. I feel like I'm always like Mrs. Small Business. Yes. Yeah. But so I feel like it goes along with it that. It goes along then. with my ethics. Nothing so. new has been created in
0: order to absolutely. Mm-hmm. Do you shop a lot second? You do shop a lot secondhand. Oh, so yeah. I, I was to <laughs> say. I have made that shift. I think most of what you and I both purchase, most of it is either secondhand or small business. Right? Absolutely. It's locally made. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And that goes into that environmental impact thing too.
1: Yeah. I, I feel like. If I'm not buying from a small business, I really waffle on purchasing the item. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: My only exception to <laughs> only exceptions to those are undergarments and shoes, sneakers. Yeah, those are the only two things I think I buy new. Everything else has been purchased secondhand or small. I've definitely bought secondhand shoes,
1: but yeah. I have bought shoes, but not sneakers. Yeah, I, I don't. I bought a pair of Chuck Taylors once. Oh, but, yeah, it'd be worth it. Yeah, yeah, but. Huh. You know, everything else, yeah, pretty much secondhand, Poshmark, that sort of thing. I think we could have a good conversation just about that sometime. Oh, yeah, I would love okay, that. Okay,
0: so if anybody's interested in Tina and I chatting for a while about um, shopping secondhand like, – Maybe eco-friendly choices or the way that lifestyle can affect environmental impact. We'd be here for that. Oh, yeah. All day long. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If anybody wants that, uh, send a DM. So, yeah. Is there any advice that you'd give to somebody else who might be considering starting a vegan or plant-based or healthy eating journey? It's not that hard.
1: (laughs) It's really not. I feel like um, it requires maybe 1% more planning than what I did before. Mm -hmm. Uh, when I go to a restaurant, I've always just looked at the menu beforehand because I am like one of those people who need to know what I'm going to eat when I go Mm -hmm. somewhere. So it takes me no more time to like check out the menu. I have had to not go to restaurants because they don't offer vegan options, but I have gotten pretty crafty with Mm -hmm. like making my own. So like, for example, after we went to, um, gosh, it was one of the the beach bash event. Mm -hmm. event. I I was supposed to go out to dinner with my friend and the restaurant we picked had no vegan options on the menu. And I was like, oh no. And I was like, okay, you guys have fried mushrooms. I'm going to say right off. It is not the healthiest choice. (laughs) And you also offer chicken finger wraps. So what if you subbed out the mushrooms for the chicken fingers, no cheese, no dressing. Just give me like lettuce, tomato, hot sauce, and onions. And the girl was like, oh yeah, we could do that. No problem. I was like, sweet. That's so creative.
0: Yeah. Huge fan of ordering off the menu, thinking out of the box when it comes to eating. People ask all the time, like, is it hard to go out to eat or what vegan restaurants do you go to? And I am like, to be perfectly honest, I don't remember. The last time I went to a vegan restaurant, I just go anywhere and got to be a little strategic and if that means that I'm eating like a a dinner-sized salad with some french fries then I eat a dinner salad and some french fries for that night and you can make it work but if they have the ingredients on the menu you know they have that they're usually super accommodating they'll put together a veggie pasta or some other kind of wrap or sub or something
1: I'm also notorious for messaging uh restaurants on Instagram and being Mm -hmm. like, do you have vegan options? Mm -hmm. And they'll be like, no, but if you call ahead, we can make you something. Yes. Um, I'm still waiting for Paula's donuts to get some vegan donuts. (laughs) because baby's gone, but
0: I feel like they did for a second. Paula's was, was experimenting with that at one point. So maybe they'll bring it back again. I would love that. I think, um, that's really good advice is to advocate for what you need or for what you're looking for. Sometimes when we make a new choice or a new change, we feel a little nervous about it because it's new for us, but other people are not nervous about it. They don't care. It's a blip in their day. They literally don't care. So ask the question. Ask if they have it. Ask if they can help you. Um, Message a friend and ask if you – you know, search up some vegans. I'll give a shout out to Compassion and Cucumbers. Their pod, vegan podcast, and Compassion and Cucumbers on Instagram. They're very knowledgeable about being vegan and very happy to chat. So if you send them a DM, there they will offer awesome advice. You can message me. You can message Tina. Um, you can find. I know some of you listening are not local. Um, I belong to the Western New York Vegans Facebook group. Wherever you live, probably has a Facebook group for vegans too. Who are there so excited to answer your questions, to help you, to give a recommendation because they want you to be successful. So reach out for community.
1: Yeah. I I feel like if anyone were to approach me asking me questions, I'm here to talk about it all day long. Mm -hmm. I feel like I had some sort of like vegan awakening and now I'm like, I need to spread the word of veganism. It's kind of silly because it's like what everyone says, right? The it happens joke. to all of us. <laughs> <I know. laughs> How do you know a person's
0: vegan? They'll tell you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the exactly. other one I sent Tina today was um, what happens when you become vegan is you learn to like tofu and hate people. Yeah. <laughs> it's really mean. We love all of you. <laughs> So, um, yeah. So if somebody wants to reach out and connect with you or talk to you, what is the best way for them to find you?
1: So I would say Instagram, my Instagram handle is Tina underscore Lou underscore. So it's T I N A underscore L O U underscore.
0: And we'll link it in the show notes too, so they can have it and tell us your business name so people can follow that too. Yes.
1: We are buzzin books and on Instagram and Facebook or Instagram, we're buzzin books. Seven, one, six. We are a small women owned bookstore. We sell new and used books, um, kids' books, adult books, basically any kind of books. (laughs) Um, Yeah, Yeah. so that's our little business, and I love it.
0: Yep, and they're available online right now. And also, if you are in Western New York, you guys have started doing a bunch of pop-ups and stuff, too, so they can watch
1: for that. We do about two pop-ups a month. So if you keep an eye on our Instagram and Facebook, we announce them on there.
0: Awesome. So people will connect with Tina on Instagram and Facebook. They will follow Buzzin' Books Thanks for coming and chatting with me. Thank you. Yeah. And if you're also, if you're local, Tina's been helping out in wellness in the village in the boutique lately. Um, She's been a lifesaver to me. So pop on in and say hi to us there too. Okay. Yep. All right. Thanks. Keep going. You got this girl. You're doing great. Wait, we're not done. Sorry about that, Sarah Elizabeth, but we stopped the recording and we immediately thought of two more things that we
1: (laughs) wanted to talk about. So one of them was tell us quick the food you've been craving. Oh my God. Potatoes all day, every day. Like I can't get enough potatoes. I eat potatoes for breakfast. I like making potatoes for dinner. I love potatoes. Yes. It's I like think my newest craving. If
0: you listen to the episode with my mom, she talked about potatoes like three times. Yeah. So <laughs> and it's not surprising because potatoes are listed as one of like the world's most satiating foods. Um, so when you take oh, Chacha's on the mic, Sarah's going to love this episode. Sorry, Sarah. Um, <laughs> so when you, um, take things like some higher fat foods and that animal fat out of your diet, those foods are naturally very satiating. So are potatoes. So it seems like a lot of people end up leaning that way with their cravings just because it's so satisfying.
1: They're so good. I I can't get enough.
0: The second thing was, um, I just thought maybe you could quickly tell us um, about the other people in your household and their reaction to you being vegan. Yeah.
1: So I live with my boyfriend, Dan, and my cousin, Thomas, Mm -hmm. who's 12 years old, and they have been very supportive. Dan bought me a tofu press. Thomas will actually try the tofu when I make it. Dan will sometimes surprise me, quote unquote, with like, hey, I saw this oat milk ice cream and I got it for you. Or, hey, I saw this weird, pourable cheese that you can put on pizza, and it was actually really good. So... (laughs) Yeah, he there, he's always trying to, like, when he's in the grocery store, surprise me with new vegan foods that he finds. Mm-hmm. And we've been making a lot of, like, meals where they still eat meat and dairy. But, you know, they um, will make meals that are kind of the same. And I'll just swap out tofu for the whatever protein they're eating. Mm-hmm. Another issue that I have run into is that Thomas steals all my ice cream, like, <laughs> all of it. Um, And he also now thinks Oreos are like a healthy thing because they're just like in the house. I'm like, listen, need a little sweets. Um, (laughs) He thinks they're healthy food now because you eat them. That's
0: really funny. Uh, So I feel like they've grown a little bit over the past couple months, right? I think Thomas is trying more things than he was Mm -hmm. trying before. And even just the awareness of Dan seeing vegan items and like thinking about it, I feel like is really cool because some people are so worried about, I want to do this but the people in my household won't be on board. Yep. And I think you've done a nice job of exposing them without forcing them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They, they don't seem to like care. Mm -hmm. So, you know, sometimes they'll try the food that I'm making, Mm -hmm. but typically it's just all me making food for myself. And we, we always have dinner together. Mm -hmm. So that hasn't changed. Um, yeah, it's it's going along really well, I
0: think. Good. I think that that was worth worth jumping in here again and saying because it's always easy for us to think about ourselves in isolation, but thinking about the other people around us is really important and just that idea of exposing without forcing, letting them move at their own pace letting them be enthusiastic where it makes sense to them. And it's only been a couple months. It wouldn't surprise me if a couple more months down the road, there's even more of that.
1: Oh, absolutely. I I could definitely see that, especially with Thomas, because he's like younger. Mm -hmm. So it's easier for him. Dan's kind of set in his ways, but I think that maybe I can bring Thomas to the dark side. (laughs) He's also lactose intolerant, so it's not a hard stretch. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. You just have to tell him, come to the dark side. We have Oreos. Yes! (laughs)
1: All right, thanks for listening to our ending here. Talk
0: to you guys soon.